I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome back to the We Got The Chocolates podcast. Don't they do dad jokes? Wait, there's a podcast? Yeah, there's a podcast, you numpty. It's the sports chat and debates for you and your mates. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. Then if you want to race motocross, you had insurance. So if you broke a bone, you actually got paid. So it wasn't too bad. It helped me pay for schoolies week. But um, <laughs> <laughs> having you know, crew do my suspension then. But Any suspensions while you're at school? No, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep ourselves in great nick so that you can just flaunt it in tights yeah. I'll show you how to I mean I might wear shorts but you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can do that yeah. I'll show you <laughs> where they come yeah, it's welcome to the We Got The Chocolates podcast I'm Lee and I'm Sam and you're listening to the podcast that builds connections through sport, life and laughs and today you're listening to a different type of We Got The Chocolates podcast it is part of our Good Chat series where we get to sit down and talk to interesting people who've got the chocolates in life or, or how to win in life in some fashion that's right and this week we chatted to Jason Daniel who is a leading Australian entrepreneur who has a love of sport, fitness and adventure and the clothing brand he started in his family home as a teenager reflects this passion he has a great story, one that's incredibly motivating, actually. So sit back and enjoy the chat that we got to have with him. Here is how it went. Lee, today we're lucky enough to be speaking to a special guest, and he is the founder and CEO of clothing brand LSKD, and also was an aspiring professional athlete growing up, and that is uh, Jason <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Did you say aspiring or inspiring? Aspiring, I would say. Aspiring. Yeah. Similar to me, I guess. I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Daniel. Jace, thanks for joining us. How yeah. are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Appreciate you for having me. No, I'm, uh, yeah, excited to be on. What about where we are here? This is unbelievable, this setup. This is newish, I understand. Yeah, we've been in here, oh, well, I think it's our fifth week. So, yeah, it feels like forever. I mean, we started designing this place in September 2020, so we we're pretty ambitious. Yeah. Um, and now to be in here, it's definitely surreal. Um, we, yeah, we're in the 2007 room. So when LKR first started. Bit, right, of, so. bit of a change because you yeah. were originally in like three shipping containers, weren't you, in your mum's backyard? Yeah, working, yeah. Working yeah, it's very surreal looking back and reflecting a lot lately. Um, and obviously very thankful and lucky, you know, how far we've come. But yeah, we, we started in my mum's bedroom uh, and then we slowly outgrew that and then went to one container and then another container, then another container. And then by the time we moved out of that, we had three containers, uh, our lounge room. I was working in the office. We had a couple of us in the office. Um, yeah, we, then we moved in 2010 into our first office. Um, 
and we literally just used this tiny corner. It was, I think it was like two and a half of us then. And it was just a ghost town upstairs. And then 12, almost 12 years later, which uh, we've just moved out of there. And it was just the office because we've had to move our warehouse fulfillment center a couple of times since then because we couldn't fit those in but we use the office and yeah it was fun I mean I love those like already look you look back and go that was so fun we're on top of each other you know we were you know we had our rave cave out the back that was this you know where we used to pack our orders first and then we cleared it out it was just this big concrete room with you know timber timber above it and we're like oh this you know what do we call it and someone came up with the name rave cave and and now we've named our boardroom the rave cave and just keep it fun and you know so (laughs) How how many employees do you have here now uh, I think we've got about 55 wow. full-time team members. And then with the casual team, uh, it'd be close to a hundred. It depends what's happening within the fulfillment center as well. So yeah, it's, it's really wild to see how far we've come. So is yeah. this where we are? Is this the fulfillment center? Yeah. So I'll give you guys a tour after this, yeah, but ne- right next to us is where we ship all our orders from too, to the community. Okay. And yep. what else is in it like now that new, so this is, uh, we have some desks, which is good. Uh, I finally got a desk. I haven't had a desk for a while. It was just kind of st- taking everyone else's desk and uh, when they weren't there or working from home. But yeah, so we, we have our open plan office. So no one has an office, including myself. And then we've got like five meet rooms. So one of the rooms we're in today is like a meet room. So if you need to get away and break out space to work. And then we have our gym upstairs, which is about 120 square meter gym. And then when you come down, you've got a kitchen, which is epic because we actually had this tiny kitchen and nowhere to eat lunch. Um, so now we've got a big space where you can sit down and eat lunch. Uh, we actually got a U Foods fridge going in next week, which is epic. Um, and then you, yeah, I mean, then you go out the back and you've got our fulfillment center to the side. And then we've got a studio where we shoot all our content, our R&D room. Um, and then obviously just breakout spaces with book club, um, like a recovery station, which crew was sitting there before recovering their legs. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and then our retail shop at the front. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I was, I was thinking like, obviously when you started, you, you would have to done everything yourself pretty much at all parts of the business you were doing. And now, you know, other people are working for <laughs> you, but what part of the business are you sort of most happy about that you don't have to look after anymore? Um, I mean, I was really lucky cause I got to work in so much of it. And my mum played a massive part in the early days. Um, Can you tell us that story? Cause there's no greater example of getting the chocolates. I don't think than like going from working in your mum's bedroom to <laughs> where we are now. So like, and I read an article last night that said something about like that it was that she had a hand in like buying it for you as a as a kid pretty much so yeah she, she, yeah she played a big part like she was massive um you know and how much she helped in the early days and i got to thank her a lot you know my mom was a massive part of it and then you know we would we would go racing motocross on weekends you know really wanted to become a professional motocross athlete but yeah we uh it it, it literally i mean the way it all started was really interesting because it was a high school nickname and it you know she I I was still a teenager I was still at school when the name started so that's why we kind of class back as far as 2002 when I was at school and then 2007 is really when I said okay I want to put energy into this brand you know it's it's something that didn't really know what my why was back then till now we know our mission and values it's kind of been this really long journey to, to get to where we're at to and become a lot clearer but yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we were, you know, I was on the road selling. Um, I mean, if I go back to when I was full time as a chippy, you know, I was up in the morning at probably four, four thirty in the morning working on emails, you know, whether it was trying to find suppliers or email retailers to sell because we we're probably wholesale or get a catalog design or who we were getting our prints from because, you know, back then we were just doing local, lo- we we're just working locally. We didn't work with, I suppose, offshore manufacturers. It was just working with local uh, t-shirt suppliers and uh, just printing with on tees and hoods with local suppliers. We still do a bit of that today too to support local businesses as well. But, you know, and then I was up in the morning and then in my lunch break, I was on the phone. I was either trying to sell to, you know, call a retailer to sell product or call a magazine, you know, it was little magazines back then or, 
you know, whatever it was. And then I'd get home and I'd go to the gym and I'd train and then I'd get home from the gym and I'd work more. And I look back and go, wow, how did I do that for so many years? You know, it was just constant grind. And then on a Saturday, if I was racing motocross, say at Harvey Bay, uh, I would, you know, get in the car earlier and, and in the kind of, you know, retail industry when, when you're not supposed to go and show a store on a Saturday because that's their busy day of trade, but I had no choice. So we'd drive up and I'd stop at Gimpy and leave a little bit earlier and show a store, my little three-page catalogue trying to sell, you know, our product into them and we're LKI and then would drive up and then stay the night at Harvey Bay, race on Sunday and then come home and then go to work on Monday and kind of do it all over again. And, you know, for me, it was a passion. I just loved to do it. You know, we just loved it. It wasn't, it was never about the money. It was something we were just super passionate about. And, you know, we wanted to wear clothes when we essentially weren't racing, but if we were training in the gym or, you know, even back then we were going to a music festival or, you know, it was, it, it was what Chase the Vibe was with sport, fitness and adventure it is today and didn't realize how much it was a reflection of growing up. But I look back and, you know, I'm so lucky to have those years of learning to the, to where we're at today. And yeah, it is, it is wild. It's very surreal to see where we're at and, and the team we've developed and what we're doing as a brand. I, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely thankful and lucky, you know, it's crazy. And loose kid, loose kid was your nickname at school. Is that what people <laughs> called you? Yeah, I don't think I was that loose, but it was. Uh, How old are we talking now, loose? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a funny story. I mean, I, I rode BMX growing up, so I, I rode with a bunch of guys. That one of them ended up going off to win X Games, uh, BMX Dirt, and I was actually, I was, I was, I think I was twelve or thirteen, so I was quite young. And uh, you know the the boys I was riding with were around eighteen, and I actually was uh, coming up short on a jump. So, as in they call it casing i suppose to so not try and make it sound confusing but I, w- I couldn't jump this jump It was too big for me to jump and they were like you're riding loose today kid and that's really how the nickname started and it was actually just a quite funny and then from there it was just a word we used and inherently i copped the nickname and that's how it became a high school nickname but it was just a bit of fun it was like that's loose hey kid and that's actually how the word started it was really just a bunch of fun and it was kind of just started from nothing and it was like, oh that's loose hey kid and <laughs> It really was that. And, and then it evolved. And a friend of mine said, you should turn this into a brand that I race motocross with. And then we got the, the you know, we got the trademark papers and, and yeah. trademarked it, you know, and I was still at school and, you know, we made local hats to, you know, we would go to surface paradise and you'd buy three hats, you know, for a price of say five, $10 from a kind of the, the promo shop. And we'd go and screen print our logos, screen print loose kid logos on it and then sell them to our friends or, you know, and that was at school then. And then we'd set up at the races and set up at the track and, you know, try and sell the brand. And my mum would sell at the stand while I was racing um, as well. So yeah, it was really grassroots and it taught me a lot about building community to where we're at today as well. So, yeah. And then can I just ask too, the, the LKI that was originally branded as that, that was Loose Kid Industries. Industries. Yeah. I thought it was like so we were, we were, we were kind of like Loose Kid what? And we just thought, oh, we'll just name it Loose Kid Industries. You know, it wasn't, there was no strategy. It was yeah. just, so that sounds cool. Let's <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, and then it evolved into LKI and then, Obviously, over the years, it's evolved into LSKD, which is the abbreviation, and and then that's a another whole story or chat. <laughs> the, sh- the shirt designs have changed a bit over the years from when you first started. Yeah, it has a lot. It has a lot. It's yeah, it's cool. And, and I mean, we we we're really we, you know we're really lucky. We've kept all our kind of original designs, and up our stairwell to the gym is kind of all our original designs from even 2002. We've still got tees from then, so it's super cool. Yeah, going from that to CEO of a, a big company now, really big company. That's um that's a big jump and. Um, well, what, how, how do you think your employees would, would think of you as a boss today? Do they think you're the relaxed, happy boss or you 
down their throat trying to you know get them to work hard. <laughs> How would they describe I don't know. it? I've, I've heard a right. few. I've heard a few reviews already this morning when they said like, I walked in and I'm like, oh no, you're not doing a podcast with Jay Zaya. <laughs> like, yeah, and, uh, and they were like, well, like you never get him off. Yeah, I talk like, a lot as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, so I saw you yeah. won the uh, the Chatty Cathy uh, Award for the, the <laughs> yeah. office office awards. Yeah, I cop it a little bit. I won that award because I do talk a lot as you can tell. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they would say. I mean, I hope good things. Um, yeah, we're definitely really focused on our culture and you know trying to you know develop our team and and really try and work, help them personally develop through books and courses and you know through my learning journey as well of you know how, how I've become obsessed with books and just constantly wanting to learn and be one percent better every day. But I hope they say good things. I don't uh, know. They don't is, that what the, um, is that what the reading club's about as well? Like out there, is that what you book just, club? Yeah, the book club. Yeah, uh, yeah. We have a, we have like a book club and a book club Slack channel, and we're always sharing books or podcasts and just kind of it. You know, constantly trying to learn um, to get better. So yeah, That's so I hope, yeah. No, no, I did. I know a few of your employees here, and I was. I, I usually do when we speak to a guest. I'm like trying to get hold of their friends or something. I was like, what 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 stories do you have of of them? What, oh, what they'll have we, heaps. What can we bring up? And they're like, oh, there's not too much. Like he's he's oh, just really? an all round legend, like a great bloke. Like oh. they had nothing but positives to say, and oh, that's, but they, I hope so. boring. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they boring. I don't have anything to embarrass, embarrass you with. They didn't have much, but yeah. um, I saw they did uh, sort of a Jason Daniel day for you, where everyone dressed up exactly the same as you normally would with the, the black shorts, black shirt, black cap. You've changed to the white cap recently. I've yeah, been seen, depends on the day. I got white cap, white socks today. Just, yeah. just mixing it up a little bit. That is keeping. Yeah, I, we we had something planned that day, and uh, I can't remember what it was. We were doing something for an like a just it was I think it was it was to do something in the rave cave with, with the crew. Like we had something planned and I didn't realize what we were doing. And obviously I dress how I normally dress and most of the time it's all black. And, and then uh, I rock up and yeah, the team, I was like, what, why, why are the girls in rep shorts today? Like, and I'm like, oh, okay. And didn't think any of it. And then I saw, <laughs> yeah. And then one of them was wearing a thing. I'm, I'm a big fan of the founder of Lululemon, Chip Wilson. And one other thing around the band saying, I love Chip Wilson and just, just taking the piss out of me. So yeah, it was funny. It was good fun. So yeah, it was, uh, and then we we're on some zoom meetings and the girls were on zoom meetings, you know, dressed in hats and they're like, oh, we don't normally look like this. <laughs> this is so good. Um, Jase, one thing I get um, frustrated by, I think, is like people always look at the, like the end part, like the part where you are now sort of thing, I guess, like yeah. with LSKD and they'll go like, oh, this is amazing. Like you just blew up out of, out of nowhere. Like look at where you are. Like this is so exciting. Like that's happened so quickly. But then when you tell that story, like, so yeah, do you mind me asking how old you are now? Uh, I just turned 35. That's so, right. And yeah. then, so this is something that you've literally behind the scenes, like you've worked on for years and, and years and years. Like that's yeah, Yeah. And, and yeah, thanks. It's, um, and I look back, like, I mean, when I look back on the, on the journey, especially the last 10 years, it is, you, it's kind of like your every day you're trying to learn and be better. And, and when we say like cultural wasn't perfect, you know, uh, you know, you know, coming off, a, I suppose, a job site environment and learning, you know, coming into an office environment and, and learning how to juggle that and, and even trying to even back then understand what a job description was and, you know, all these things that you get thrown at you when you're first starting out in something you're passionate about. You're so passionate about something, but you don't actually know how to kind of work on those areas. So I made so many mistakes, you know, with the team and, you know, it, I wasn't perfect as well through that. And then learning how to build a brand and what was the why behind it is it, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long journey, but I mean, it, it's weird because it feels like yesterday and I, I know we, we've got so far to go. Um, you know, we're really just getting started and it's kind of like I've, my career is starting again. It's kind of like Jason 2.0, uh, I feel like, but you know, who knows when we'll get to 3.0, but 
yeah, it's, it's, it feels like it's just starting. So it's, and I was really lucky to be essentially a teenager um, and so young. Um, and I look back on that and I didn't realize how young I was trying to, you know, trying to make it. And I, you know, I went full-time LSKD or LKI then I think when I was 23. So we moved into our office. So yeah, I didn't realize how young I was and, and there wasn't really social media back then. Um, you know, I don't even think Instagram wasn't around until 2013. So it was even pre that it was magazine days, you know, I got to learn how to, you know, work with magazines and all that type of stuff that yeah. was pre even social media. So you literally just had to go out like word of mouth, like go out and yeah, try and actually build relationships. <laughs> There's no just uh, put something on social media and hope that enough yeah. people see it. That's a yeah, very I, different world now. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it was like we had athletes and, you know, built some great relationships with a lot of professional athletes. And I was lucky enough to get the opportunity. I mean, it was then Matt Moss who was winning a lot of the championships then. And I used to travel to America uh, I think for three years in a row, I traveled when he was there for a few months of the year racing and got to learn and, and meet a lot of different people, you know, meet a lot of amazing contacts and people. And I was on the road selling, you know, walking into stores. I mean, I would fly to Perth. I mean, example, I broke my wrist in 2010. I snapped it and got some screws and I thought, oh, well, I've got, you know, nothing like what else are we going to do for the next kind of, you know, few weeks. So I jumped in a uh, I, uh, I was getting insurance money because back then if you want to race motocross, you had insurance. So if you broke a bone, you actually got paid. So it wasn't too bad. It helped me pay for schoolies week. But um, <laughs> uh, it's going to be expensive insurance as a motocross athlete to insure yourself against injuries. Yeah, it's the first time I've heard an insurance company mentioned in a positive fashion. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's around anymore. But if you broke bones back then, you would get paid. So, you know, it was um, – and when you're at school, you'd kind of – you know, you, you had a part-time job, worked at the BP, but I, I didn't, uh, you know – wasn't making that much, so it was good. But anyway, I um, yeah, I'd jump on a plane and I'd fly to Perth and I'd spend a week in Perth and I would just rent a car and I would just go visit stores and I would have my diary and I would just rock up to a store, didn't know who they were, and just go and introduce myself and and meet my you know sh- share a catalog, drop one in, introduce you know, and then make phone calls and constantly on the phone. So if it was selling to a store or going to events and setting up stands at events, you know, meeting athletes, you know, working with magazines, I would, you know, became great friends with a lot of different editors of magazines that I'm still friends with today. Um, you know, I did a, you know, was lucky enough to do some cover shoots of a magazine, which could put stickers on my helmet back then, which was obviously, we don't make stickers now, but back then that was kind of how you had to get yourself out there. So these are all like motocross magazines that you're talking about, isn't it? Like when you yeah. used to go to news agencies and like, yeah, the, I'd look at the inside cricket, and you'd be over here on the on the motocross, on the dirt bikes. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of it was then back then. I mean, um, it was a lot, what I was doing with racing. So yeah, it was a lot of motocross, and um, there was the different industries with wakeboarding and things that I, you know, was lucky enough to experience. I mean, we still sponsor different athletes today in those sports, yeah. but yeah, I got to kind of experience all that pre-social media, which kind of allowed me to learn a lot from how you know with social media today. Um, and that real genuine connection to the community and, and developing product for our community, essentially our customer. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, has been a journey going, looking back on it now. Are you still involved in heaps of those adventure sports? Like the, you know, obviously probably your ambition of being a professional motocross athlete is not as vigorous now. Yeah. I mean, I, I stopped <laughs> racing a long time ago. I stopped <laughs> racing in 2010. So it was a while ago. Right. Uh, I, um, but I recently, I think it was only about four years ago, I started getting into different events, um, again, which was cool. I mean, I've always been massive into fitness and still mountain bike and, but yeah, I I did my, I think I listened to David Goggins actually. I don't know everyone's probably listened to that book, but I listened to that and was like, man, I, I, you know, I gotta go harder. So then I ran my first half marathon in 2019 and then did a a triathlon, a sprint try and then, and then I did the marathon last year and did my first Olympic try about four weeks ago as well. So it's kind of just doing events like that, whether it's a sprint try or a, 
an event and then yeah I so I, I still do a lot of different events and I think it just helps to keep your your mindset strong and you have a goal to work towards and you know now these days it's not really about the event I don't really care where I come I just want to go and enjoy the journey and have fun and know that I've given it my all and and then I leave there and go okay what's the next kind of little goal to work towards if it's an event and then work on that um which kind of keeps you fit and healthy and you know strong mindset yeah, yeah I mean that's doing triathlons and stuff. You can still get injured, but probably not quite as rough on the body as the, the motocross and yeah, the BMX no, stuff can no, be. I've broken but quite a few bones in my day and I'm glad oh. I touched wood. I haven't do that again. Yeah. Tell you what, I would find it rough on the body trying to swim in a triathlon. That would be not my area yeah. of expertise. That's, yeah. it, were you like good at that straight away? Oh, not good. I mean, I did nippers growing up as a kid okay. um, for about four or five years, but... Yeah, I mean, luckily enough, it was the Kingy try. So it, it was, uh, it was the, the tide was on that hadn't had the turn yet. So we were swimming downstream. So it was good in the inlet. So it was good. So it made it a little bit quicker and easier. But I mean, it wasn't. It's not my strong suit. It's uh, point in the in the event. But I just I was glad to finish it because yeah, I think the run was like a K with no shoes on back to the bike. It was yeah, it was fun. What are those um, motocross sort of events like? You know, you're growing up going to those more amateur events, I guess. You know, what's the vibe around the around the group of people heckling each other before the race? You, do you sort of have mates that you're racing against and look after them, but, you know, you go a bit harder trying to block the people you don't like as much? What's, what's <laughs> Am I right in turn? How's you not big into your motocross? Is that fair? I mean, so? I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be the opposite with cricket, to be honest. Yeah, so, I, you right. know, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't know much now. I mean, this is, this is a while ago when I look back and, I mean, it's funny. I mean, a lot of the guys I used to race with, I still I still talk to quite a few of them today. I mean, we were really competitive back then. I mean, I grew up with the actually the founder of Fitstop, um, Peter Hull, and we used to race together. We lived down the road from each other. So we were super competitive with each other back in the day. So it was really good. We had this really healthy competition. But And to see what he's achieving now, um, and, you know, we work with Fitstop really closely and to watch his journey, it's super cool. So, yeah, it was, it was competitive. I mean, everyone wanted to become a pro athlete and you were – you know, whatever it took, if you, you know, I'd have a crash on a Sunday and hurt my shoulder and I'd rock up to work, you know, pretending I didn't have my, I'd be using a nail gun in the other arm because I didn't want to tell the boss I'd hurt that arm. <laughs> you know, you're doing whatever it takes. Yeah. How, how far through your carpentry apprenticeship did you get? Uh, I ended up finishing it. Yeah. Um, I went part time towards the end. I think the last year and a half in 08 or 09, I went part time. So I ended up going three days a week and then two days like LKI. So I, I ended up um, finishing it in 2010. As we moved in the new office, I finished it, but I really just did it because I wanted to, I needed to, to, to survive and make money. And I wanted to finish my ticket. I mean, going on $240 a week uh, as a first year at $7 an hour, you really get an appreciation. And, you know, I was lucky to go through that because you get a real appreciation for the job yeah. uh, and, you know, knowing what it takes to, you know, even back then to get an apprenticeship. So, you know, I you was like, I need to finish this. You could have built the office. Yeah, oh, I don't know about that. That's, yeah, the team gave me a bit of shit about that. I definitely your, could have built the old. No you way. still got your tool bag, don't you? I still got my nail bag. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Bring it in and can a little, <laughs> do a couple of little chores, a little handy. It's a good reminder there. there to see how far we've come. And yeah, very lucky. Um, but yeah, no, I, I put it on a few times that the guys give me a bit of shit about it. <laughs> Is that what you think when you're like growing up as a kid? You know, you're obviously thinking, I want to be a professional athlete. I want to ride motocross, but. If people said, oh, if apart from sport, what do you want to be when you grow up? Obviously, I don't think you would have said CEO of a clothing company. I'm not sure, but no, but uh, no. but what do you think? Do we think in carpentry all the, all the way through? Or? Oh, I mean, before that, I when I was racing, I kind of, I actually, it's a funny story, but I had a day off a week. Um, I was working in a bricklaying yard, kind of actually managing trucks, and it was you know, and and you know, filling sandbags and managing trucks that were going to bricklaying yards. And I actually didn't realize I got a lot of logistics experience from it straight out of school. 
And I actually tried to be an electrician for three months and I hated it. And then I ended up working for a family friend in this bricklaying yard for every year. And, and I um, actually got a day off a week to go riding. And instead of that day, I kind of started to realize I wasn't going to make it. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to be pro. Like this isn't, I'm not going to make it. So I, I was like, okay, I need to get a ticket. You know, I need to get a trade. I needed to get something under my belt. So I, uh, I ended up working for a carpenter a day a week for free for three months um, cause I, no one was giving any apprenticeships out. So I was like, look, I'll come work for free. You know, I just, I just, I just really want to get a trade. And, uh, so after three months, a day a week for free, I think he had me working like 12 hour days too. Like he didn't care, <laughs> but I just wanted it. And then he gave it, it was like a great day. I still remember the day he said, I'm giving you like, you've got a job and I was pumped. I didn't even care about the money. I think I sold my jet ski then I was, you know, I was getting paid quite well. And I even sold my jet ski cause I knew I had to, I still wanted to race, but I had, you know, I knew I was going on to a wage that I couldn't afford to really live and I was lucky to live at home, but I didn't go into it thinking, oh, I don't, I don't really know. Like I, I knew I always wanted the brand to be something, but I just hadn't committed. And then I think in 2007, um, as I was going on, I think second year or just to the end of my first year and second year, and I'd actually just met my girlfriend, now wife, well before that as well. And uh, I was like, you know what, I can do this. You know, I, I really believe I could make something of this. And I actually want a product to, we want a product to wear. So I was like, well, how do I make product to wear? And we're not racing and we're training. And I thought, you know what, we can do something with this. And I just knuckled down and said, okay, if I, if I apply my focus to this, then, and maybe it's not racing, um, maybe I can make something of it and, um, you know, and create a job, you know, I just wanted a career. I didn't think of it as where we've got to today, but I suppose as we've grown more and more in the confidence and I've got clearer, you know, you really think, okay, cool. Like we're creating amazing careers through here and, you know, we're really developing something quite special. It's almost, it's creating something bigger than ourselves is really important to me because I want this brand to live on, uh, you know, for a very long time and inspire people to chase the vibe, which is our mission. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of it back then. I didn't go, oh, I'm going to be the, this, you know, yeah, this big yeah. brand. I mean, we, I don't class this as big either. I think we've got a long way to go. Um, but it is really humbling to see where we're at and, and, you know, the exposure our brand's getting and the opportunities we're now starting to get as a brand. But yeah, it's interesting when I look back down. I don't really know what I was thinking. I just, you know, I just like I just need to get a trade. You know, I need to get my ticket, um, and I enjoyed it. I, I love working on. You know, I actually really enjoyed doing the job. It was fun. I had a great time and worked with great people. It was, you know, and I learned a lot. So to what I do today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jace, how do you explain to people what chase the vibe means? Do you get that question a bit? Um, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because that's obviously something you talked about, like getting your mission, your value, your why statement. How, did you, how does that sort of fit in, I guess? 
Um, I mean, it was an interesting one. I mean, I, at the, we were about a team of 12 when we really, when I really started to ask why, um, probably a few years ago. And, and, I, and I actually got the team together and asked for their opinions and got their help and asked our community. And that's as we went through the transition of LKI to LSKD and was asking, you know, our team, whiteboard sessions, asking our community, you know, athletes, what they liked better. And then at the time, I, you know, I'd, I'd obviously started listening to different books. You know, there was Simon Sinek's books, we Start With Why or Find Your Why yeah. and, you know, The Good to Great book and started listening to all these books and I was just started questioning, like, what, what, like, what, what do we do? Like, what, what, what do we actually do in here? Like, you know, what, what's making me inspired to come to the office every day? And I obviously love what we did. And, you know, LKI was going okay, but it wasn't actually going that well, you know, it, 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 to be honest, because we were doing too much, too many different things and I was kind of distracted just you know, making product for kind of every different channel instead of focusing on what kind of was deeply inside that we wanted to create as a brand. And then that we had this word chase the vibe and I felt, well, you know, if our mission is to inspire people to chase the vibe through sport, fitness and adventure, it is, it can be quite broad, but it can be quite narrowed in. And, and really it's about, you know, inspiring people every day to get out and chase the vibe can be kind of anything really, right? It doesn't actually have to be one thing, but you know, we've kind of narrowed to sport, fitness and adventure. Um, you know, so for me, it's like when I'm, you know, if I'm having a rough morning or, you know, you're having a tough week and it's like, hey, what am I doing now? Like, you know, like what I love to do. It's like, you know, we cycled this morning and pouring rain, uh, you know, and, and I go, well, that's to me chasing the vibe. And, you know, you finish your high five, the boys and you're like, man, that was cool. Like I feel fresh for the day and I'm started. And to me, that's, that's what it is. It's that connection and that feeling you get after you exercise or the sport you do, or, you know, whether you're at, you know, doing something that makes you happy. And that's with a group of mates too, isn't it? Like you like when you're riding this morning, that's with a group that you sort of, I find that that's such a positive thing as well. Like yeah. doing that sort of thing where you've got a group of mates, you're like, Oh, that was awesome. That was good fun. And, like that, I guess that's something that we're pretty big on as well. We got the chocolates. We, we love just embracing the fact that hanging out together is a great time. Yeah, um, agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree. I think, I mean, it's funny because I trained here you know, for a marathon and, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you, you run a lot. And I'm like, to be honest, I, I love, it's a love-hate relationship, but I actually don't run by myself. Yeah, you know, I, right. I actually run with a, you know, I've got a, a crew that I run with and I always, and if they're busy, I always try and find other people to run with because I don't like running by myself. I'm not that you know, I don't enjoy running by myself, but running with the crew, you kind of, you get, you feed that energy. And I suppose it's potentially my personality, uh, maybe a little bit more on that extroverted side that I've, you know, starting to learn about myself a little more and, and, you know, understand uh, myself more. But yeah, I, I love training with crew, you know, but on, on your own gets a bit boring, you know, so. Well, it's a good way to look at it. Like Lee and I, I guess, grew up playing team sports. We played cricket, rugby league, AFL, I've, I haven't done too many of those sort of individual sports and you think of it as an as, as individual, but I know like when you do it, you're doing it with a bunch of mates, you're doing it with the crew anyway. So it's not really that individual, is it? But No, yeah, yeah. you're right. When you, you're training together and prepping and then on the day, you know, it's actually, you get the most enjoyment of, a, of an event where, you know, on the triathlon, you actually see your mate or your mates passing you and taking your soul and you're like cheering him on because you're like, well, he's, he's, he's going hard today. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got that, you know, I haven't got that little extra. I've given it my all. And yeah, you still, you there with your mates doing it. It is individual, but it's like the preparation is, you know, is a, is a team of you preparing for it. I actually so. love that about those adventure sports too. Remember at the Olympics, we talked about how like skating, like it's so much different, like skating and BMX and stuff when people would do like a good run, just like every athlete in the event was just super excited about it. It's not even their run, but they were just yeah. pumped. Like, And in some of the team sports we play, you're like, I hate this bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting when you look at a lot, isn't it? You're like, oh, you're serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the last thing you want is them to have a good day. You're like, frick hell. Yeah, yeah. I, I always wonder how people get into sports like that. Like, yeah, growing up, you see cricket on TV all the time. You see rugby, they're such big sports, but 
motocross you don't see it as much in australia it's it, but yeah, how, do, how do you get into a sport like motocross so how does it oh, come about it's funny it's a great question because i don't i i loved bikes growing up and i you know i played soccer um i tried everything i mean i did inline hockey i did nippers i what the I, heck is inline hockey well you know like ice hockey the you know like the mighty ducks you know oh, really? but is it on rollerblades or? yeah they used to do on rollerblades i did it actually at capella when they used to have a skating rink back oh, i there. remember that place yeah <laughs> so i did it yeah. there i mean that's yeah. where you guys are from so yeah, that's right i uh, you know i thought you know i thought i was the mighty ducks right <laughs> but um, <laughs> I need to go back and watch that movie again. Oh uh, cool. yeah, I watch it with my uh, almost four year old. We, we yeah, he loves it, Hendrix. But um, yeah, and and I, so I you know I did a lot of sports and but I I always loved BMX and we were lucky enough to grow up on five acres. So we had we had a bit of land where we grew up and um and I was just always on bikes and I always loved dirt bikes, but we could never afford one. And um, anyway, I just I. I think I saw some people racing bikes or my neighbor had a bike. So I'd ride his bike and, and then, uh, and then I wanted to get a dirt bike and I actually got, I knew I couldn't afford a bike. It ended up getting stolen. So I ended up getting into BMX cause I couldn't afford it. And my bike got stolen. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then I working at the local BP to save enough money to buy one. And, uh, my grandparents helped me, you know, to get a bike as well. So I could get into racing, but I don't know where it came from, but funny enough, I was trying to, my, you know, my, my nono's from Italy and, and I was, uh, and I've only just started to find out now and he's 91 this, uh, in two weeks and, and I found out he loved bikes, you know, and apparently he used to race a little bit back then. So maybe it's come from my, uh, Italian side I've found out because my little one Hendrix, he loves bikes and I'm like, I do not. Like I've, you know, he's been riding a track before he was even one, you know, and he was pedaling a bike at two. And I'm like, where does this come from? I'm like, so I think it must just be like, you you know, you, you always get your first bike and you either like love it or you don't. And then you start a team sport and you'll love that or, you know, you'll find yeah, something yeah. as your niche. But yeah, I don't know. I, I've just always liked bikes. And I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't ride bikes. I, I mountain bike now and I, I love a lot of different sports, you know, I kind of just like you know, whatever keeps you fit and healthy and you enjoy it now, but I don't really know what made me get into it. It's kind of like, yeah, cause I wasn't a lot of kids growing up racing if their parents got them into it, but I was the opposite where I had to force my way into the sport because it's, it was an expensive sport. So I had to, you know, work hard to get sponsors and, you know, my mum, you know, we traveled to races and mum was amazing helping me to get to those races, but we didn't have the money to go there. So I had to kind of find sponsors and, you know, really push hard to get there. So yeah, you always, yeah, you always hear about that. Like the, lot the, um, formula one race car drivers and stuff, they came from really wealthy families cause it's so expensive to own a car like that. And yeah. like, I, how do, like, how do you, how do you make sure everyone's on a level playing field in, in the motocross industry? Like if they're on different bikes, surely someone can just give themselves an advantage by you know, increasing their motors to a little bit. Or how, how do they check to make sure everyone's on that? Yeah, we're going, we're going back. I have to think about this. this is a while have, ago. They all have to have two wheels has. Yeah. I'm going to have tires. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have an engine. Um, honestly though, what I really focused on when I, I mean, when I was racing, cause you could do engine work was suspension. I mean, suspension was the most important part because some of the bumps or the braking bumps could get as deep as your waist, you know, like at sand tracks. So suspension was everything. It's like a suspension in a car. Um, and I'm sure for formula one and those uh, suspension is everything for how they're turning corners and their tires. So it's tires and suspension over an engine because you can have the fastest engine, but if it doesn't, you know, if you can't hit a turn because of the way the suspension and I don't, I don't remember much of it back as a while ago, but it, it, I always invested in suspension because I knew that was more important than a fast engine. Um, so it's kind of like that, you know, to, to get you there, but we're pretty obsessed with suspension back then. I, uh, you spent a lot of time on it and learning and, you know, having, you know, crew do my suspension then, but any uh, suspensions while you're at school? No, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
But yeah, I don't think I don't think my parents would be too keen on me getting into motocross and 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 BMX riding. I think when I was you break your bones enough as it is. Yeah, well, that's why I'm in the white surf. When my, when my dad and I, we we're just surfing together. We you know if you fall off in yeah, the water, even it's not surfing so bad. scary though. Like you oh, surf good. South Strati on a pumping day, it's it's heavy. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Exactly. Um, I had one other question too about the like actual LSKD stuff. Yeah, yeah. Something that something that I find very interesting is that, and I don't know if this is normal. My knowledge of the clothing game is probably you know inferior to most people's, but it seems like you always have new stuff coming out. Like it's yeah. like a you know how some people I feel like usually people have got like oh here's a big like drop here's all our stuff. Where it's like I subscribe to the emails and every week there's something new. Something fresh. Yeah. yeah we, so is that something that you like consciously wanted to do? Yeah, we kind of wanted to change it up a little bit. I mean, the, 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 the industry normally kind of drops like three or four seasons a year, but we felt that if we you know, kind of did our own thing as a brand and, and, and try to give our community what they wanted instead of just doing what the normal thing was. And I mean, being online, we could kind of, you know, we, we could kind of talk to our community in our own way. But yeah, we, we develop, I mean, we... We develop all our own product uh, in house, so we, you know, we have a production team, uh, pattern making. We, you know, we really develop our fits um, and work on the fabrics with our suppliers. So, we literally do everything from the ground up, um, apart from sew the garments together um, and create yeah. the fabric. But we spend a lot of time on it, so we're working probably nine months in advance. Um, Jeez. And um, but yeah, we, we we do we draw product pretty much weekly now, um, and it might only be a couple of products. It doesn't always have to be a huge drop, but it's how do we story tell that yeah. um, of a new product to our community? And yeah, there's uh, it's exciting. I get excited with all this product coming out. We've got coming up. <laughs> tell you what, Lee's waiting to be dropped is. Uh I know you sell a lot of women's tights. I think back in October you were saying it's a pair of tights every two minutes, which is unbelievable. But I think Lee's waiting for a pair of men's tights. He's running around kicking the uh, kicking the AFL ball in his tights. We actually got them coming. Have you? Yeah. Because yeah. AFL training, well, I get sprayed about it, but more people are starting to get on board with yeah. tights at footy training. Yeah, we've been asked a lot by our community, so yeah. we, uh, we're working on them. They'll be here this winter. Has. You'll be the yeah. first person to jump on board. <laughs> I do. I, we'll get you rocking them. Look, yeah, I love man. wearing them, but I'd have to have a pair of shorts over the top. I know you don't no, need that. So. Don't need it. It's a garment. <laughs> it's, a, it's a clothing garment. You don't wear. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, well, I mean, you do wear a hoodie over a shirt, I guess, but nah, just tights only. That's all you need. Go. Has, you can test we, them. That's why we go to the gym to keep ourselves in great nick, so that you can just flaunt it in tights. Yeah. I'll show you. Has I mean, I might wear in. shorts, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. we can do that. Yeah. I'll show you <laughs> where they come in. I'll show you that. And do you ever have like people? This is what I I love. Like I'm trying to imagine this. Is it? Is there a process of having to say like? when people come in and go, oh, I'm thinking this, like, how about this design? Do you have to get, no, nah, mate, like stinks. Like, do you ever, do you have to, <laughs> no. do you have to actually ever do that? Um, no, no, I or mean. Or maybe rework that one. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I mean, feedback is important. I think that's probably the biggest thing for us is like feedback is so important from our community to our team. And like when we're developing a product and the team's developing a product, we, we spend a lot of time on it and we want feedback and you want negative feedback. You know, if you don't invite negative feedback, you kind of think you know everything and we far from know everything and, and um, we're always learning. So it's probably reworded in a different way, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we definitely open and you know and that kind of negative feedback to improve because then you go, why are they asking that? Okay, what like yeah. why are they saying that or why are they asking that question? Okay, how do we make this better? Like, what's you know how do we constantly improve our product for the community or how do we you know each season get better for them? It depends if it's a whether it's a technical garment or you know whether you know women's leggings. It's just really a technical garment with a raw material that is our own fabric and the work that goes into getting that right and the feedback to getting that right. Um, just takes, when you say technical garment 
just for us novices out there, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, so I suppose a Garmin technical that you're training in and working out at a high intensity or you're working out in it, it's kind of, you know, the way it moves on your body, whether it's, you know, whether you're doing squats or, you know, with your running, whatever you're doing, it's kind of moving and you want to make sure it moves, you know, with the body as well. So yeah, there's a lot of time. I mean, that's why, you know, we, we were you know lucky enough to put a gym in. So you not only could we train and, you know, put on sessions and even have the community like sessions as well, but we can train in product and constantly test it as well. That's cool. Yeah. So we can train after this if you want. Um, well, I mean, always can. I'm in jeans. But <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some clothes around here though. Yeah. There might be some rep shorts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, has, what do you, what do you, uh, do you want to get into this? Do you want to explain the muscle dust? Situation? Yeah. So we like to do a little uh, concept called muscle dust, a segment we, we run every now and then. And oh, you have to, nervous. you have to, yeah, it's nervy. It is a nervy time. Yeah. Okay. okay so sure. you have to really commit. So we, we okay. give you a topic and I've, I've picked some that you might be, you know, might have a, a, a strong opinion on, maybe not, but um, <laughs> oh. you have to, you have to go down the line to say, yeah, that's a must or it's dust. Yeah. It's just so like, must is like, yeah, well, oh, you okay. need it. You have to have it. It's brilliant. Dust is that's terrible. Like nah, I'm absolutely. Oh, dumb. I'm like nervous. What's about an this? example? What what examples have we had? Oh, so like iced coffee, for example. Like Goaty, our mate, loves it. Like loves it more than normal coffee or hot coffee. Shouldn't say normal. 2022. <laughs> um, and then, but I like think it's dust. I'm nah, not a fan. No, not going yeah. into a turbo. And what about if you just coffee. you like both? How do you class that? Still must. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go either way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. gotta really can't sit on the fence. Yeah, well, which I don't like. It's a hot summer's like day. On, well, I like sitting on the fence, but yeah, you can't. Maybe iced coffee was a poor example. I'm but sure, yeah, we I'm try. sure Sam would say dust. He, he would say <laughs> dust. I would yeah. say dust. Yeah, you, you declined a coffee, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. No coffees. No coffees here. But you can explain yourself. It's all right. But uh, but yeah, we need that must or okay. dust initially. Okay. Oh, and I apologise, but um, we do do some sort of jingles uh, to introduce these Great. type of segments. I love it. It's my singing, which it's never met with. Negative feedback's important, isn't it, as, as we've learned. And we get a lot of negative feedback for this. Is this master dust? Is this master dust? It won't take too long, but don't get it wrong. Is this master dust? That out. That is just gold. <laughs> Genius. What a legend. <laughs> you can't get much better than that. Yeah. Uh, that'd be in our top three, I reckon. Jingles. Yeah, it's up there. There's, there's a lot worse. So uh, you, you're happy listening to that one instead. All right, that's lead us off. <laughs> First one, uh, Lee's rocking it at the moment. I think you might have in the past. It's uh, facial hair, must or dust? Oh, I think it's a must. Must, yeah. yeah. Okay. Slowly getting there. You actually. look like you could Slowly, get some yeah. good stuff every, there. Yeah, depends, depends on the day. Have you have you gone with different styles? Have you ever? Well, I do normally do a mo for November, yeah, so perfect. I normally rock that for November. Uh, and if I'm away, if I take a holiday with the family, I'll normally just let it grow. Oh, um, but I don't. Yeah, I normally just clipper it now. I just clipper it, so it kind of has what are you? Well, I have to be dust <laughs> only because I can't grow one. <laughs> I've never seen you with a beard, a mustache, nothing. No, no. So you're starting November now. Well, I'd need to. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I shaved recently for the first time in a couple of every couple of weeks, maybe. But that's <laughs> you, you can't tell either. So. Yeah, no, um, that's I'm a yeah. It won't shock you to know I'd be a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't yeah. had a mustache, but I've had a mustache since 2014. Really? Yeah. Well, me and Mitch grew it as a tribute because our dad we we never saw dad without a mustache. It like it just never happened. So we when he passed away, we grew it as a tribute to him. I love we've that. Had it ever since. Yeah. It becomes you though. So yeah, if you exactly. shaved it, it feel weird. Well, you know? I've shaved it a few times actually. Like just when I'm like, like for November, I shaved it off to start with everyone else because otherwise it was cheating. 
and I just felt like the gap between my lip and my nose was massive. Like it, looked like, it looked like it was two You could have seen it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just like, what? Put something in between that gap, would you? You're only as big as your forehead's getting at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm like, nah, we'll leave that. No. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear this one, actually, on your, if you know, coming from that sporting background, is uh, gaming consoles. Must or dust? Oh. <laughs> oh, we just stumped him in. Yeah, I mean, that's a good one. What are you? You're a must. Some athletes love playing it. I, well, I, I, it's it's a must for me, but I, I never actually, I very rarely do play. I yeah, used I think to. I used to when I was younger. But oh, I, yeah, I used to play when I was younger. Yeah, Sony, yeah. Sony PlayStation. I mean, it's a must, but I don't play it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I know it's a must, and I think, and I think it's going to become a huge sport. Yeah. You know, they're going to pack out. Well, they're already packing out stadiums. You they know, do it, they do it in schools now. As like part, of, you know how we played inter-school sport. That's cool. <laughs> they gen- genuinely really the are. last term that I was a teacher, we had an esports team. And it was like proper. It was the most that people signed up for. It won't surprise you to know. And if you get some esports players getting some LSKD clothing on, it could happen. (laughs) happen. So yeah, I think it's a must. I mean, I don't play it, but I definitely think it's a must. Okay, good. Uh, Next one is ties, like wearing a tie. Oh, I'd say dust because I don't wear a tie, and I'd prefer to just just be me. I mean, if I have to wear a tie, I will. But yeah. I'd prefer to go to an event in a t-shirt if I could. No, I certainly had to wear it at school every day and it's it's dust for mine. Three yeah. Actually, I did too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had to wear them in the winter months. Tie, but it stinks. No no ties for me, thanks. I've got too fat of a neck. You never get the top button done. <laughs> Just dust. pinches it. Yeah, it's, like, it's horrible. Every time we go to weddings, every time we go to weddings, I'd like have to get someone to physically help me or like top safety button. pin yeah. it to get the top you need button. need to custom make the neckline for you. Know. you know. Yeah, if anyone's out there that specialises in fat necks, then let me know. <laughs> Uh, next one is making your bed each morning. Must or dust? Oh, is that a... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's, no, that there's no wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, found that there's no wrong answer. Oh, it's a dust. I'm shocking. Yeah, yeah. Dust for my My wife well. is amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, I think, yeah, my girlfriend wanted me to do it as much as possible, but I, I just don't. It's dust for mine. I know a lot of people say, oh, discipline. The first thing you got to do when you wake oh, up is make your bed. It's just good discipline. I hate seeing those videos. Give me a spell, man. You get back in there at night and sleep in it again. It's a, yeah. <laughs> make it. Who cares? It all changes when you have kids. So yeah. you're kind of like, oh, yeah, you're busy. But uh, I mean, I'm normally up before my wife. So I, I you know, with it, like at least 4.30 in the morning. So. Yeah, I'm not, you know. That's the excuse. You can't yeah, it's my excuse. I'm up the you? earliest, right? Kind of. Give him one, give him one more house. Give him, choose your best. Oh, no. Come on. You've done four already, so one give more. us an even five. Uh, I'm going to say rain, must or dust. Do you like the rain or is it you hate rain? You rode in it this morning. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. It was fun, but it wasn't, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a must because you need rain. Yeah. You need yeah. rain, you know, because if the, you know, the grass, you know, it helps keep everything green and, I mean, especially for the farmers, but yeah. So well, I'd have to say must, but it depends on the day. This morning wouldn't, wouldn't have mind no rain, but, you know, it rained and whatever. Yeah. Uh, we, don't, we don't need as much as we got at the moment, do we? No. <laughs> what were you telling us about like, it's a, the, the bike thing? I've obviously have also lost knowledge of bikes but you were saying you had to charge a battery in your bike oh yeah so i have a my giant it's uh it's got um electric gears and i, I got about a year ago when i did uh i the first try i did i borrowed a bike and then i've got a bike so i and i, and I didn't realize you got to well, i knew you got to charge it but then last week when i rode i'm like oh my battery's going flat i better charge it and then i showed up this morning <laughs> when to change gears and it was stuck in the one gear so my battery went flat and it wouldn't change gears i'm like what? this is the time i just wish i had normal <laughs> gears so yeah so i had to do the whole session on like third gear you know and you normally get up to top gear on a crit track so we were you do two laps off one lap on and here's me spinning like crazy trying to uh, keep up which i pretty much got lapped today so they took my soul 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was my own fault. So I've got to remember yeah. to charge it for next week. That's fantastic. Well, mate, you have been unbelievable to get to catch up with. Thank you so much for having us here. And you're right. in the new headquarters of five weeks old. And we would encourage people, if you're listening, to come down and, and check it out. Where are we here? No? Yeah, we're at uh, 46 Birchall Street. So, I mean, um, and we have a lskd.hq Instagram account as well, which kind of shares a bit more behind the scenes. But yeah, we're open Monday to Saturday now. So the store's open every day. So pop down and come say hello and check it out. No, it's been fantastic to chat. It's awesome to just see what you've created over actually what people probably wouldn't realise is quite a long time yeah. um, and how much hard work's gone into it. It's a, it's a great example, wonderful example of getting the chocolate. So there's no question whatsoever. <laughs> so it just made sense for us to catch up and have yeah, a Yeah, I appreciate it. I've been stoked. I was excited to come on here. So I really appreciate your time. Izzy, thank you very much. Thanks, boys. Thanks, mate. that was our chat with Jason Daniel thank you so much for listening to it we welcome your feedback and ideas and there are lots of ways that you can get in touch with us you can find us on Instagram TikTok Facebook and YouTube all under at We Got The Chocolates or you can simply visit our website which is www.wegotthechocolates.com.au and one thing you can do that we would also appreciate is take a screenshot while listening to this episode or any other and share it on your social media and we'll reshare your posts Now, LSKD is a big supporter of We Got The Chocolates, so we would love if you could head over to lskd.co and check out their gear. And if you see something you like, then don't forget to use the code CHOCKS10 for 10% off at the checkout. And remember that whether you've rained out, in line to get the wooden spoon, or you've burnt the steaks at your family barbecue, if you're out and about and having a laugh, you are absolutely getting the chocolates. It's great to have you here again with us. Good luck in the future. And that stumps. Well, that's the podcast. So what the hell are you still doing here? Go and get the chocolates, you marvellous beast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.